Well, there, there's a reason we call it death piles and taxes. It's because i got a whole load of stuff that I just need to list, and I haven't been doing it. Well, Adam, you're not alone. That's why people are listening right now. I know that they're just tiptoeing around them death piles all around their houses and apartments. It's real fun to buy, but it kind of stinks to sell. So what can I do about it, buddy? Well, you're in luck. Uh, we partnered with a great company called Sellhound. And what they're going to do is they're going to list all your death piles for you. They'll do the work for you. Oh, I love it when people do the work for me. How do I get in on that deal? Well, first off, they're going to let you try it. First two are free on the house. After that, man, they got simple plans. They're just going to make it easy. You take a few pictures, you send it over to them, and they do all the work. That sounds really too easy, and I've used it myself. It's awesome. D-Roy, what do our listeners have to do to take advantage of this? Just do Death Piles 25, Death Piles, all capital letters, at the end when you're signing up for your payment. So, and you'll save 25% off whatever plan you go with. That sounds awesome. Get out there, start listing, start selling so you can go out and buy some more stuff. Welcome, welcome, Death Piles and Taxes listeners. D-Roy, uh, you're a little under the weather, buddy. I mean, it's, it's uh, one of those things we're taking, taking precautions. So it's, uh, you know when you get that kind of tickle in the back of your throat? I do know that. It's kind of it's kind of been to that. Now I've, I've been coughing and, and everything else, and I didn't want to kill you off. So, well, I appreciate uh, we're, that. We're, we're separate separate studios, but same podcast. Yeah, yeah I appreciate that. Like, it's, thanks for looking out for us. Hey, man, it's been an awesome week. Uh, we we had some snow. That you know, that's what happens where we live. Um, kids went sledding again. Chopped up. Oh, I I thought that was your answer. You're not enjoying the snow. That's what I thought. Oh, okay. Your yeah, no, it kind of you kind of lost. You, you chopped up there. Um, no, for whatever reason, I'm not a big snow guy. Um, because I got to drive right. <laughs> so when you're out, out driving in it, it, it hasn't been a really bad storm. But when you get you know you get the ice on the road, you get people that don't know what they're doing, and it's always that that first or second storm where you have the idiot crash course. And then from then on, it's usually pretty good. But but the cold, the getting dark earlier, I'm I'm not digging it. I I don't like the getting dark earlier. So, uh, D-Roy, how is I mean I we're getting closer to Christmas time. I mean, how are sales going for you? Do you feel like you're good? Is it, you got that wagon full? It, it's it's really weird. I obviously could be listing more, um, but I, I actually got something in today. Let me grab it here for you and show you. Um, but no, sales have been picking up with the uh, eBay managed payment there. At first, it was it was kind of slow. I think uh, pre-election, regardless of outcomes and all that, people are usually a little hesitant regardless. So hopefully post-election, either way, uh, business starts to pick up. So, uh, But these came in the mail today. You see, you see what those are? Oh, I do know what those are. That's a special gift that we can't uh, we can't talk about. But those are those are good ones. That was uh, that was a card last year that made me uh, over a thousand dollars. that's Derek's. Derek's holding thousand dollar bills right there. And uh, these these were imported from uh, the good people over in Ireland. And uh, I, I switched up this year. They have a date where it expires twenty twenty one. So hopefully. Um, they can't reuse them every year. They'll have to keep because at first I thought, well, they can just keep reusing them, but they put a little holographic sticker on there that says expired 2021. So, so you'll have to keep coming back is the idea. But <laughs> smart got, man, got him up on the marketplace. That's more of a marketplace play. Um, had some cards go. I've had a little bit of everything going. It, it is starting to pick up a little bit. It's not near the fourth quarter numbers, but I think that's just a little hesitation, and it obviously. Um, closer we get, the more it's going to be rolling. 
Yeah, I think it's. I think it, or, you know, with the, the or election, I'm selling, or I'm selling the wrong stuff. I don't know. You never know. I mean, everything everything happens. It's getting closer to tax time. I know it's weird. I'm getting ready. I'm going to take a, a few days off this week. Take off, uh, you know, week for Thanksgiving. November is usually that great month for an accountant because you're done with quarterlies. Year ends not quite happened yet. So I'm in a good spot right now. I'm very very excited for the next couple of weeks. Yeah, I'm kind of doing that same thing. I, I played it smart. Um, usually. I end up working through Thanksgiving. That's kind of when it gets busy traditionally. There's been the Black Friday, Cyber Monday, or whatever. But I'm taking off the three days of, of uh, Thanksgiving week, so I'm actually going to have a kind of nine days there that hopefully I can devote to getting some stuff listed and selling. Um, that's the idea anyway. So, I mean, also friends, family, whatever, but that's the big big point is take a little time off and hopefully uh, make more money at home than I would be at work. Well, uh, hey, there you go. So, hey, Alex, said, hey, we're we're excited. We, uh, Derek, we were able to pull a special guest that we're gonna we're gonna throw in the interview here real quick. Oh. Hey, b- before we get there, um, I don't know if you saw this or not, but you remember Kyle Lewis from a few weeks ago, Seattle Mariner, heads up from Wadi. I, I do remember that. Yes. Well, last night he was named the uh, anan- the uh, voted him anonymous anonymously. What's the word I'm trying to come up with there? Unanimously. Unanimously. Yes. Uh, like I said, I'm not feeling the best. Rookie of the year. Wow. So I was able to load up on some cards from the tip from Wadi, and uh, I'm going to get them graded, and hopefully uh, when he goes to be a big star somewhere else, because that's just what happens to the Mariners players, I'll be able to cash in. Thank you, Wadi, for so that. Thank you, thank you, Wadi, yes. Uh, that That's that's awesome. Thanks for doing but, yeah, that. We, we have an awesome big interview, Adam. You lined it up. Why don't you tell uh, everybody uh, a little bit about Bill, and uh, and then we'll just roll over to it. Well, like I said, we're, we're recording this on uh, November uh, 10th, 2020. When the day happens, we can go back and know that, hey, these guys were right. I, I told you the soccer market is getting big. We've talked about it over a podcast. We talk about selling fun stuff, you know, flipping stuff. But I've kind of really found out I'm going to get into a little more vintage, the long haul um, soccer cards. There's such a low population um, and, and that's what I'm trying to do is I'm trying to find some soccer cards so that in, uh, you know, 15, 20 years when I'm getting to that age, I need the, uh, the D Roy money. I can just sell some cards and, and live on the, the, what do they call it? Slice the fat hog. Is that the right term? Uh, that's the flight term. Um, there's a few phrases for that kind of money. <laughs> so that, that's kind of what I'm hoping. Um, so anyways, I was scouring the internet, trying to find the guys in the know and I, I came across Bill, Bill from Collect Football. You got to make sure you say it right, Football, not football. Um, and came across this podcast, uh, came across a couple YouTube videos, and uh, you know, Bill is—he he didn't toot his own horn, but this guy has got some stuff, man. Oh yeah, I mean, we, we talk about me being Mr. Wrestling Card or whatever, but but Bill is the absolute—he's the—he's the soccer king. He—he he has got some stuff. Like it says, there's some big dollar amounts. I mean, a Pele card just sold, you know, in the open market for like $300,000. So there's some big money in these things. And like I said, I've been buying some some lower end cards. I'm going to lower end just some cards for $5, $10, $15, $20 that I know are going to go up. Because it's I'm buying Michael Jordan rookie cards. That's what I'm buying. Um, I'm buying Mickey Mantle rookie cards that nobody knows about yet, but – as people, as the world expands and as soccer keeps getting bigger and bigger, um, I'm going to, so I'm, I'm pumped. I'm excited to get the D-Roy train with wrestling, but before it happens. 
I mean, yeah, uh, a lot of people right now are probably thinking, well, soccer's not my jam or whatever. Hey, I'm not a huge soccer guy, but um, we learned a lot from the interview. Obviously, by saying that, we've already had the interview. We're going back backwards here a little bit, but uh, it, it's worth your time to listen. It, it is worth your time. Like I said, good advice. Um, if if you you know you know whatever you're, you're obviously listening to this podcast, we're, we're getting some deep dive. We're getting some real good tips. Like I said, Bill is he is the he's the best of the business, and, and you're going to find out some real good information. You're going to see some cards. You can check his stuff out. We'll put some links out there. But uh, hope you enjoy it. Like I said, here's the interview with with our buddy Bill. From Collect football. All right, welcome in Death Piles and Taxes. We're here. We've got a special guest, Mr. Football himself, Bill McCarthy. How you doing, Bill? Doing well. Uh, thanks for having me, guys. Yeah, this is like our first international, Adam. We, we went big time now. <laughs> Bill, you just said you were on with somebody in Belgium. What the heck are you doing over there, man? Yeah, there's a... Uh, um, uh, a YouTube show uh, talking about vintage soccer cards, and uh, he wanted to interview me, so we we started talking, and we didn't stop for a long time. <laughs> well, that, that's, that's good to know. It's one dollars in death piles and taxes. Like I said, we talk about uh, buying stuff, flipping stuff, accounting. Um, I've been going down the uh, soccer card uh, rabbit hole. And I was deep diving, and I came across Bill in this deep, dark hole of the Internet, and I haven't stopped listening to Collect Football. Oh, appreciate it. Yeah, listen to me talk. That's got to that's gotta be uh, boring after a while, this monotone voice. Derek knows a lot about football. He is he is a um, a football man, not an Oilers fan, right, Derek? Well, yeah, I don't know. I don't know, Bill, if you've ever heard the Hank Williams Jr. song, but there's a uh... – there's a line where he says, "I'm a what? How's he say it? I'm a, I'm a Oilers fan, not a not a soccer man. Is that what it goes, Adam? That, that's the way it goes. <laughs> we'll throw it in there. So I know nothing about it. I do know it's the world's largest sport. I know it's like extremely popular everywhere. I've I've tried going to a few of our, our games around here. We have the sure. uh, M- MSL, MLS, whatever it is, and uh, I, I was there for like the hot dogs and the drink, and you can just chill and watch things, but." I don't get it, which sure. is fine. I mean, you know, I understand. I'm, I'm not one of those people that thinks it's uh, it's like not a sport or or, or whatever. They, they run around, they're athletes. I get it. Adam's getting into the card aspect of it. Probably smart, probably something I should jump on. I should probably figure it out. But from what he was showing me, um, you've, you've already beat us to the punch anyway. So, you know, that's that's where I'm at. Yeah, but it's, it's still early. You can still get on to the uh... – onto this it's it's going to be a long ride and it's probably a, a pretty good space to get into at the moment so that's kind of i mean derek's the one that's pushed me onto it i mean derek is ebay champion of wrestling cards okay he knows more about wrestling cards he sells more wrestling cards than anyone else um really specialized in uh, getting cards graded and uh that's i mean uh, derek you know i Overall, I mean, we've had some pretty good sales, but just just fill Bill in. I mean, what kind of sales are you pulling on these cards, Derek? I mean, uh, it, you know, it varies just like anything else, but um, I've had some, some graded cards. Um, you're talking like, uh, I don't know if you're familiar with wrestling at all or, or care at all. It might be as boring to you as the soccer is to me. It makes sense. <laughs> I get it. And grown men uh, in, in their spandex rolling around. It's kind of No judgment. Thing. But uh, 
Whatever we're into, we're into, right? That's right. Um, but I've had uh, like like uh, Dwayne the Rock Johnson. I'm sure you're familiar with the Rock. Um, sure. I've sold a few of his rookie cards. Uh, I had them graded, and it turned out I had uh, uh, three of his PSA tens. I think there's five total population. Wow. Uh, this is back when I was first into it. So I sold those for two hundred and fifty dollars a card, and I thought, I mean, I thought I'd slaughtered the fat hog, you know? Sure. Uh, what are they going are, for now? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Now they're about three to four grand. So, oh. you know, um, but uh, those things are still out there. You can find them. Um, I mean, you know, it ranges anywhere, you know, from obviously grading and conditions, a huge variance in who the card is. But, you know, 20 to, to $100 a card isn't isn't too uncommon for, for a lot of the more common cards. Okay. And, yeah, it's so one of the fun things is on our on our hundredth episode, we you know we done it. We had another buddy that he sold. Uh, a, it was a Hulk Hogan, but he sold it for like nineteen hundred dollars live on the air. Oh so wow! We were pretty pretty pumped about that. He bought it raw and got it graded, and it was it was fun. And and now even that card, how long, that was probably two months ago, and that card now is is you know, like. Twenty-five, twenty-six hundred dollars. It's crazy to say what's going on. I mean, it's, it's just—it's insane. And I think that's across the board. Um, how are you seeing on the? You want us to call it football or soccer? I'm going to call it. Let's soccer. call it. Yeah, let's call it soccer because that's okay. what you know. That's what America calls it, and that's fine. You know, it's uh, foot, The football is just—I just use that because soccer was taken or something like that. <laughs> so, <laughs> so where are you seeing with the, with those cards? Adam's getting into it a little bit. Um, as far as uh, grading and stuff, what, what's available internationally, or, or how are you going about that, or do you just not worry about that? Well, I mean, you know, there's a, a lot of the collectors are actually American, so like grading's still an important part, just like any other you know, sports card or any sort of card collecting. Um, the issue there's a lot of international collectors as well but they just have to wait a lot longer because they got to mail everything to psa or or any of the other grading companies and they're all based in the u.s so there's just a lot of it becomes very expensive for them so a lot of times they end up selling cards ungraded which is an advantage for people in the states because you can buy them and then if you feel it's worthy of grading then you can send it in and getting get it graded now grading you know grading is more important for like newer cards it seems like that's more of a like a value driver when you're for newer like when i say newer i'm talking because i i'm i'm 45 so like you know i grew up the 80s were like my childhood essentially and like so from since i've been alive i think you know grading for cards is more important um vintage cards are a little less important because most of the time they're not in great when I when I'm speaking vintage, I'm talking pre um, pre war, um, so pre 1945. Um, you know, people are going to be aware that the 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 condition of the cards oftentimes aren't good. Um, so yeah, I mean it's important, um, but the, it's the U.S. collectors that are driving the grading. Um, and so, I mean, as long as people want it, I guess you keep getting stuff graded because it's making stuff worth a lot more than if they weren't graded, you know? Yeah, make make that money. So, Bill, yeah. how, how did you get into the collection? Because, I mean, I've looked up, like I said, I've done my deep diving. Like I was saying, uh, you know, you can find out more things about somebody on the Internet than you probably should. 
good. Um, you you know a lot about the game. I mean, I've looked at your website. In fact, that's how I found you. I bought some cards from you. You've got some cards listed on your your site, Collect Football, that that have got several digits in them. Correct. I do, yes. Uh, a lot of those are just like, hey, look what I have. Um, I know you're not going to pay this much uh, kind of pricing. Um, and it's just something that I want to at least show that if somebody really wants to make a solid offer on something, um, you know, they can do that. But, yeah, I have some cards listed at fifty grand, So it's uh, – they're not – you know, most of them I would argue are, are worth substantially less than that. But uh, some of them are worth, you know – in the five digits for sure. So because I mean the things you have, like nobody else really has them. I mean that's what the value is, and that's what you know. Derek's got some really cool Michael Jordan stuff that nobody else has. So sure, somebody's gonna pay you fifty grand. Good, good on you, Bill. <laughs> yeah, we'll see what happens. You know, I just started the website a few months ago. It's uh, you know, the whole hobby kind of went crazy, um, especially soccer. And in August, it just went like. It was just incredible. The everything just shot up in value by an incredible percentage. And like cards that I, I looked up in February that I could sell on eBay for fifty dollars total, I sold. It was a box of cards I bought from 2014, and then in August I sold them for a thousand dollars. So like that's, that's nice. Yeah, it's just crazy though. Like like nothing it's all artificial, right? Like there's nothing that's driving something to go that that much up in value when there was it was players that haven't really played that much. So there's no no event that drove that. It was just like some crazy bubble or something. But um but soccer as a whole, like I mean there's just so many more people getting you know, involved, they're they're just becoming more aware of it. Soccer in general has grown. I mean the fact that the US actually has a a league that's sticking around for the first time, you know, that's, that's, that's impressive. And, you know, as they do that, it's just going to build more and more fans. And I mean, the amount of like, just using the PSA grading as an example, um, PSA, like they've graded 60,000 soccer cards. And like, you know, you look at any of the major four sports, it's like in the millions. Yeah. So, so just the amount of, of cards that have been graded in soccer is so low that once people start roll, you know what I mean? Like there's just going to be like this huge, at some point it's going to blow up like, and, and it's just going to, it's going to start happening. But as for, um, did you ask me how I got into cards? Was that part of the I, I, but I like what you just said. No, it, well, it does, but I like what you just said because you said there's not a lot of uh, volume out there. There's not a lot of inventory. So that's why I'm getting into it. Like it says, yeah, I, Derek is there with his wrestling cards. Like I said, that's where I'm at is, he has cards that nobody else does, and, right. and people want to get into it, and that's where soccer is going. I kind of saw that writing on the wall. I mean, soccer is getting bigger. I mean, don't get me like, I, I I don't watch it. I don't really know that much about it, and that's what I'm trying to educate myself. And and I kind of told you, I mean, my strategy is just like, I mean, vintage is always going to sell. Like, I bought a whole bunch of cards of guys that I don't know. They break their leg next week. They do nothing. Exactly. Same thing with like NBA cards. Like it's crazy what the value is doing, but I'm like, okay, I know who Pele is. So I, you know, I'm sure he's going to be big. <laughs> you know? Well, uh, so and, I bought a couple of his cards. Yeah, I mean that's smart. And and there's just so many, um, you know, like when you think about it, like if you look at Luca cards, how many of those are graded already? I, I think somebody had mentioned there's like thirteen thousand Luca rookies 
graded and bad, yeah. you know, like that's more than like most any soccer card has ever been produced of one soccer card. You know, like if you look at it, like, I mean, especially in vintage, there might only be 50 of that card available. You know, yeah. like you got to think some of these cards were made in like Portugal, a poor country with, you know, not a, a lot of, con, you know, a lot of population. So how many of them did they really make, you know? And, and it's just a, so to be able to even find one, regardless of condition, I mean, and as demand starts going up, you know, you're getting in now before when there's only 60,000 cards, cards graded. Imagine when there's a million and how many people are involved in soccer. How are they going to how are they going to find any of these old cards? Because they're going to already be in collector's hands. So what's what's the only way to acquire those? You have to pay higher prices. And that, that $50,000 swing for the fences. That all right, I might get it by then. <laughs> well, I mean, yeah, you're the only one that has it, right? So it yeah. comes down to supply and demand. Um, enough to, enough demand. You got the only supply, so uh, they're gonna have to come. They're gonna have to come to build to eat. Yep, exactly. So now, like I said, Bill, I, I mean, you you told me you own. You used to be an accountant. Yes. <laughs> and, I, and then you, you you gave up the dream job of being a number cruncher. <laughs> I mean, auditing. There's too, many, there's too many women knocking down the door, Adam. You know how that goes. I'm like, ladies, please, please, break. You get the lifestyle of an accountant. My wife is way out of my league, but she saw that I was a nerd and I made money, so I, you know she had to have it. Um, but how did you get in? Like, I know you said you got out of that and you opened a card shop. Like, that's a big jump, man. Well, it was kind of in the like I had already opened it after uh, while well, I was an auditor and um, like I had a business partner, so he ran it. And then once once we got established, that's kind of when I, you know, hopped in and and started doing it full time. Um, so yeah, I mean, I don't, I've been around cards my whole life growing up. Um, it was just that was one of the hobbies I had. You know, I remember opening packs and getting Joe Montana rookies. You know, that's six years old, you know, and, and it was just cool. And I just, there was something to look forward to, you know, you, you went to the store and you were lucky enough to have your mom buy you a pack of cards or something <laughs> at that age. That was incredible, you know, and I was just, you know, fortunately I, you know, sports have been a big part of my life. I just, you know, it's, and it's just something that's always interested me. And it's just, uh, it was, it's part of the culture, you know, it's just what, what we do. We have Americans, you know, in the collecting culture is just where it's ingrained in us pretty much, you know, and so um, yeah, it's just kind of been been that way. And then, yeah, and then open up that shop and, you know, I kind of regret opening it up in my 20s. Uh, that was probably a, uh, a bad decision, but, you know, you live, learn, and, you know, I learned a lot of lessons from that. I mean, we had it open for 10 years and um, then the 20, you know, 2008, 2009, the market just kind of tanked and yeah. people didn't have the discretionary income. And, you know, I figured rather than selling stuff to pay rent and pay other stuff, you know, <laughs> just close it down, take the inventory and deal with it later on in life. And, you yeah. know, that's kind of what happened. So so where are you? Lo are you was your store in, in Michigan? Is that where you're at? Yeah, I'm, I'm uh, just outside of Detroit. Yep. And that my store was just outside of Detroit. Yep. Also. Mm -hmm. So does that mean, like, in that area, does that mean, like, you're a hardcore Piston Lions Michigan Wolverine, or, or what does that mean? Uh, well, no, I am – I mean, I'm, I'm definitely a Lions guy. I've, 
had se- I had season tickets I, for like twenty I'm years sorry. with the Lions. Oh, thank you. Yeah, it's an illness. It's it's actually, I you know it's it's just I don't know why we keep going like year fifteen to year twenty of my season tickets. I'm like, why am I giving this t- this you know franchise money? I just don't get it. And finally, after twenty years, uh, that was the uh, magic number, Barry Sanders number, and I said, we're done. And uh, so yeah, it's uh, you're you're there, and our boy Scott Mitchell. I mean, he's yeah. he's right up the road from us. Oh okay. yeah, yeah. Hey man, he had some good years after they signed him for Miami. You know, it was just a matter of, I mean, those were probably the best years of of my lifetime, actually. <laughs> I mean, Urban for the Lions. Moore. Yeah. So, so you got you got the Lions there. I mean, what else? The Wing Red you Wings. Know, they yo, were Michigan guy, well. Michigan State. I went to Michigan State, so yeah, I'm I'm definitely the uh, the non Wolverine guy here, but yeah, you're the, you're the Spartacus. I am. Yep. Tom Tom Izzo just got COVID today. Yep. I don't know if you saw that news. I did. That's uh, devastating news, huh? Yeah, we saw that. Mateen Cleaves throw, throwing out my old uh, Michigan State type, uh, you know, random info that used to be good before the internet. Sure. <laughs> That, yeah, that's so a, yeah, that's, uh, that's actually part of my that that's actually part of an answer to one of your questions. So the Michigan State part. So so how do you make? I mean, is this your day to day? Is this your side hustle? I mean, how does Bill make enough money to live? Yeah, so this is definitely a, just a side hustle. Like after I uh, closed the shop, um, you know, I've just kind of been doing it on the side. Um, still do some card shows now and again. And I, obviously not now, but. Um, you know, here and there, but yeah, it's just, just internet stuff. Like that's my hobby. You know, I, I go online, I message boards, uh, eBay, you know, all that kind of stuff, just searching for, uh, for these cards and seeing what I can find. And, uh, you know, it's either that or watching TV. So <laughs> that's what I'm doing. I figure it'll make me a little bit more money. At least you're making some money at it. What, uh, what do you think the future is with the international sales? That's kind of where I'm more interested in, I guess. Is uh, now we know in America, like you were saying earlier, PSA, uh, we got the grading system. It's starting to roll a little bit. There's some money there. I was surprised when you said most of your sales are coming from inside the states. Um, internationally, do you think there's a, a big window there for collecting cards and stuff where where we kind of grew up with it, or you know, where's it going? I guess is there is there a market out there? Yeah, I mean there definitely is. Like the the biggest soccer collecting podcast is two guys from Ireland. Um, like they have the most downloads, I guess. And um, you know they they've talked about how they're starting to see more and more people that they know, and they're making more sales even in Ireland. You know for for cards, and it's it's starting. You know what kind of happened was you know all these Americans wanted these cards that are in Europe because that's where, you know, they were printed. Yep. And then all of a sudden they see, oh, wow, I can make some money selling these. So then they become aware of that, and then they kind of get involved. And they go looking for it because they know they can sell it to Americans for more money. And then all of a sudden, you know, it just kind of starts building on itself, and then the locals start being interested in it more. And because they see other people looking for it, and it just becomes that kind of hype train. And here we have, um, you know, more collectors in Europe, and and 
so that that's kind of what the the process is. I mean, and that's going to be a long term thing. So I think most of the things that are being that you buy need to be long term holds. You know, it's it, unless it's something that you know, like maybe a player. Uh, you know, passes and there's news about them or something, you know, or, or whatever it is. Like those are something that drives the value j- jump. But, um, yeah, I mean, right there's there. definitely there's definitely room for growth in Europe, no question. You just you just hit on it, like so. That's that's my my mantra is death is going to happen to all of us. So we we can embrace it and realize, hey, when somebody dies, their stuff goes up. I mean, yeah, you know, I, I know it sounds morbid, but that's just the reality and. You're gonna have to pay taxes too, so that's that's kind there of the bottom of our show. <laughs> yeah, so that I mean that's you know, and it's it's a temporary bump. It's not like a so it's something that you either sell, <clears throat> excuse me, sell it then, or you know, you're just gonna be waiting for the demand to go up for the price to go back up. And and that's kind of what my strategy was as I found out about it because this card, like I said, really the cards have like in general have really gone up. Perfect. There we go. Back on it. So, yeah, like I said, I was saying it before we kind of got uh, interrupted there. I said I'm just buying cards for the World Cup. I mean, I figure I went down a list and said, here's the top 50 guys. I know nothing about. I know who Pela is. <laughs> that's that's it. And I just went in and figure I'll find the best of all these countries. And I don't know. I found this guy named Roger Milla. He's like the greatest player in Cameroon history. I figured, hey, one day somebody's going to want this card. I think I paid six bucks for it. Oh, nice. Yeah. I mean, that's that's the kind of the things that you you look into and find, okay, where's an untapped, you know, location and that sort of thing. Like, at some point, there's going to be demand for that. And, you know, it's just a matter of how long you got to wait, right? So... That's what I'm hoping for. I'm hoping to get that Derek. He, he's got a lot of passive income now. He did all the work. He found the soccer cards, and now he's just reaping the benefits of it. Yeah, that's the way to do it. Like, you know, it's. I was fortunate to start early, right? Like, I started, like, eight to ten years ago. And yeah. it was just one of those light bulb mo- moments of, like, granted, I've had interest in soccer since I was a kid, but... You know, it, it just it just makes sense. It's all like there's just way too much uh, potential in the sport to 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 ignore it. And like, why am I going to put money into like a hockey player or a football player, which everybody in America already knows, or in Canada everybody knows? Like, let's get something where we can get the American dollar. That's going to be you know where that's going to be headed. That people have no idea who it is yet, but it's obviously the next big sport um how long that takes i don't know but it's it's grown a lot in 20 years so it just i don't see there being i don't see it just stopping where it is right now so it just seems like a real obvious play to me and and then what you're doing smart just or just go look up for the the top 50 players of all time or something like that and you yep. can just go search those players buy them you know buy the the five dollar ones you know it, it doesn't matter just if, it, if it's money you don't need, if you're not going to flip, buy those, throw them in a pile, ignore them, and 10 years down the road, go look at eBay, and you're going to be pretty happy with what you have at that point. <laughs> and, and entertained at the same time. So Sure. We'll get two more things. Derek, tell them about your, 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 ultimate, uh, your ultimate wrestling with your Hulk Hogan stuff. What, what was your ultimate best thing that you did so far? 
My ultimate best thing that I did with Hulk Hogan? Yes, yes, with your Hulk Hogan cards. Oh, I sold, I sold Hulk Hogan a card um, of himself. Is that what oh, you're talking cool. about? Is that what you Yes, I, yes. Okay, I didn't know where you're going with that one. I'm sorry. Um, yeah, so so I, uh, I don't think we've shared it on the podcast, but it was pretty cool. I had an order come in from, uh, it was his manager, but it was to uh, the Hogan Beach shop. He has like a like a store down in Florida. I looked into it, and uh, the actual the buyer on the PayPal receipt was Hulk Hogan. Oh, that's like, cool. Yeah, like a PSA 9 or something like that, one of his earlier cards. But, um, you know, stuff like that. I'm sure you've had the same thing where uh, maybe not sold to somebody themselves, but I'm sure you've dealt with where you get celebrities or uh, oh, a, yeah. lot of, a lot of uh, uh, other sports people are, are also collectors, kind of grew up the same time frame that we were. Um, yeah. they're, they're sports collectors as well. And I'm sure in the Detroit area um, – You've, you've probably seen some some local celebrities or, or things like that come come through your shop and and online as well. Sure, yeah. Actually, I sold cards to Keith Olbermann. Um, he bought some because he's a big time collector. Um, uh, actually, when I with the soccer cards, uh, I don't I don't watch reality TV, but um, one of my good friends, she's like, oh, you don't know who? The, you know, I told her some guy from some TV show. Uh, you know, it's like one of the reality shows that's like a pretty pretty well off guy. Um, he's getting into soccer and he's buying a bunch of stuff from me. Like that's so, crazy. I mean, there's people with you know high net worths getting into into the soccer area, so they're they're seeing the potential as well. And you know, it's uh, it's. I mean, I can't say it enough. Really, it's it just seems like it's easy money. Have you have you sold anything to Gary V yet? Uh, no, I have not, um, but, uh... He's really, like, I mean, I listen to a lot of stuff, and, you know, basically, I know you've been doing a lot of it. You've got this podcast, several ones you've been doing, but he's the one that says, you know, make a podcast, and that's really what kicked us going into this and really kind of spurred me to get into the card market. Derek was already in it, and he was making money, and I'm thinking, just like I said, do I want to watch TV, and you know, or do I want to research stuff, and make money and flip stuff with my kids. And that's, it kind of evolved. And we've talked about this on our podcast that, you know, I used to go to thrift stores, buy stuff, you know, here and there and flip it, but you can't go to thrift stores anymore. And I don't really care about t-shirts, but I sure care a lot about sports cards. It's been really fun. Yeah. I mean, and, and you know, that's the thing, like either you have that gene or you don't, right? Like, I mean, there's just people that are, are, are collectors or have been in this hobby and, you know, I, I think that you, it takes a certain type of um, like mentality to do it because you got to be somewhat patient. Like, you're not—it's not going to be most of the time where you can buy something and two weeks later you're going to make money on it. You yeah. know, it's just—it's something that you got to kind of sit back and watch happen. But especially like more so with vintage, it's going to be a slow burn. Whereas like the new stuff is like kind of like gambling in my opinion because you just. It's whether you know if a guy, if a guy stays healthy and performs, right, his value is going to go up. But if he, if he doesn't, you know, yeah. you're, you're taking a big hit. So it's a little bit more conservative being in vintage, to be honest. But it's it's more guaranteed as well. Yeah. So I guess, but before we end here, what is your biggest like home run? And then what's your biggest like? Oh man, I'm an idiot. Oh well, I'll start with the idiot one because that's uh, that's kind of goes along with the Michigan State thing. Um, I 
I was 100% two things were working against me in this situation. A Michigan State wide receiver drafted by the Detroit Lions second overall, uh, Charles Rogers. And I put way too much money into him. He scored two touchdowns his first game, broke his collarbone, had addiction issues, and never heard from him again. And uh, I had a lot of money into his stuff. So uh, a lot of th- a lot of uh, what's that? So we're seeing a lot of money. We're talking skittles here. I mean, we're, we're not talking like ten dollars. We're talking a couple oh, of digits, right? Yeah, thousands of dollars on his cards, and and it, it. But but there's a lot of things that I you know I can learn from that. It's just that don't let your fandom affect your decisions, and that was the double whammy. And don't put too much money into one you know player. Diversify a little bit more, and and you know especially with a current player, you know, and and so it's a little easier to put all your money in one basket for vintage guys. Cause they're all retired. But yeah. Um, yeah, that was, that was a, probably my biggest, like what the heck were you thinking? You know? And uh, it, it, but whatever, I mean, it's a live and learn. It's a, uh, I still have a bunch of them. Um, I actually have a couple on eBay hoping somebody will buy <laughs> one of his. <laughs> you, you, you never know. I mean, <laughs> if it's up there long enough, somebody's going to come by and probably buy it. Yeah. Well, the, and he actually passed away because of his addiction. Um, so, like, his autographs are actually do have a little bit of value because, you know, he's obviously not signing anymore. But, um, yeah, I think I think we've learned that level on the local level. We, uh, me and Adam fall in love with uh, Utah Ute players, and uh, yeah. we might we might invest a little a little much there. I think that's a great lesson as far as all the eggs not necessarily in one basket. And sure, um, you know, that's just I, I think we've all learned that one. Yeah. When, when when Tyler Huntley, do you remember that name, Bill? You probably Absolutely. don't. Know, do you know who he is? I know who Tyler Huntley is. Okay, I, I may have done a little Charles Rogers and kind of, you know, took from my own stash and, and put a lot of money on of ones and things. So I'm, I'm not praying for anyone to get hurt, but if Lamar Jackson does and Tyler Huntley fills in, you're going to find a real happy guy right here. Well, <laughs> well the problem, hey, and the as problem we were talking, him. Yeah, right. As we oh, were talking, ahead. I was the QB analyst uh, in my fantasy football, so I know who Tyler Huntley is because yeah, I just did the draft uh, guide for him so uh, for last uh, off season. But I, I'm hoping that practice squad and gets on some of these because I've got a lot of money in him. Yeah. <laughs> so what's your biggest what's your biggest home run, Bill? What's what's your knock it out of the park? You're like, holy cow! I don't know. You tell somebody that I just sold this card for this dollar amount, and they're like, wow. That's hard to say because most of my like really big home runs I still haven't sold. Like it just these these vintage soccer cards, I mean, there's like so many cards that I paid $50 for that I know like I can get, you know, thousands for. And and it's just uh so it, it's pretty crazy when I look at this briefcase I have with these cards and just just that alone, that's my me getting into vintage soccer is the home run. Like honestly, like every one of those cards. I mean, there's there's cards I bought. Um, like I bought a Tom Brady uh, SP Authentic rookie for ten dollars. Like his his, uh, you know, when he was just coming out of Michigan, and yeah. and I mean, I don't even know what that's worth now, but it sold it for like 
I want to say it was like fifteen hundred at the time, and so that was a big hit for ten bucks. You know, I was and, gonna give you fifty right now. <laughs> I have no idea what they go for now because I don't want to look. Because <laughs> I know substantially more. Um, but yeah, I mean, just the vintage cards alone. Like I bought a one of the first soccer cards ever made, and um, it's from eighteen ninety six, and it's in incredible condition. And I paid one hundred and sixty bucks back then just because exactly that the condition's incredible and it's there was two soccer cards in the set and so it's one of the two got from that set and uh, i still have that and it's uh you know i i don't i have no idea like you know i put i'm gonna put that in my safe deposit box 20 years from now i'll open it up my time capsule and at that point in time um you know we'll we'll see what it's worth but i i have a, a good feeling i'm gonna be making incredible amount of money off of that one when you go there when you get to that you're going to need a tax guy to make sure that you know that that honus wagner type yeah. money that you're going to get like it says at that point look us up we'll make sure we help you out there <laughs> we'll appreciate that you know that just uh do you guys have time for a quick story absolutely no, we always got time okay so when I was when I was um, in high school, I worked at the local card shop. So I would just go in and sort cards, and they'd pay me in packs and all that. And there was this big-time collector from a, a city over from me. And uh, he now has cards that are – like his collection was so epically known like that. There's graded cards that say Frank Nagy collection on them because – like, it was such an incredible collection. And he would come in, show me, like, T206 sets. Like, I literally have, like, half a million dollars of cards in my hands. You know, just mind-blowing stuff. And he always just told me, he goes, I knew baseball cards were going to be huge. He goes, when I got married, we got we got $500. This is, you know, what, the 50s or something. And he goes, I went, I immediately drove to New York, bought a huge collection, my wife was ready to divorce me. My father-in-law was ready to kill me. He goes, but I've sold baseball cards to pay for my daughter's weddings now. And, you know, wow. my, my daughter's wedding. And he, you know, he just kind of explained what he'd seen. And that's exactly what I see with the soccer right now. And he, it's just like that. It was just such an interesting, like, I still remember it to my day, this day, you know. I mean, what is this, 30 years later? And, um... I just remember exactly that story. He actually showed me his house. He had his basement just had like shelves and shelves. He had like 50 1952 top sets. Like it's just wow. craziness, you know, but he saw something that most other people didn't. And and just imagine getting you know into it at back then. Like that's yeah. where we're at right now with soccer. And and you know, I I just find it to be like, you know, it, it, it's just interesting times that it's almost mirrored like what he explained to me back in the day. Do you think, because uh, we're obviously, we're in a bubble with a lot of the other cards sure. that are going. Uh, like you were saying earlier, when, when Luca rookies are going for more than Michael Jordan, there's something wrong there. Exactly. Um, do you think this is going to even out? Do you think this train ride is going to keep going forever? I mean, what's, what's kind of your thoughts? I know you, you're saying that soccer obviously is undervalued. And yeah. a lot more potential, but uh, cards in general, where, where do you kind of think uh, we're going to be at in the long term? Well, long term, I think that we're okay, but I think that there's going to be a pretty uh, pretty big correction coming up. You know, I think that there, 
people are bored right now, you know, and people have discretionary income because they can't go out because, you know, they're, all their entertainment dollar is is just sitting there that they would normally be able to spend going traveling and doing other things. And and so I think that there is a, the value of cards right now is probably a little higher. Like if we look, let's say, two years down the road and everything's been resolved, like – COVID-wise, I think we'll see that values have dropped a little bit. And that's just in a general, you know, card, um, you know, all cards, all sports. But, but like, if you pick the right ones, like, I think wrestling's a, a fantastic one because especially in the 80s, like, how many cards did they really produce back then? Like, it can't be a ton. And Yeah, it's kind of so, like the soccer, not many. Yeah, exactly. And so, like, that's a good good one to be in it's just i think that these um the major sports we're going to see a pretty big correction you know it's just like people are gonna we're gonna lose a lot of collectors when people can go back to live in their normal lives and and but i don't think we're going to lose all the collectors so i i, I just think that the bump up in value is gonna like let's say it went up a hundred percent it might correct down to only being a 20 percent bump you know what i mean and and I, I think that's more likely. Um, we'll have gained collectors, but we won't have gained all of the collectors that we have right now. And, and for us, like I said, it's entertaining, but it's it's fun, and it's yeah. just like you said, it, it's gambling. Like we are all gambling. Sure. Uh, you know, we're putting money in the stock market, quote unquote. I mean, it, it, and it's it's a lot more entertaining. I've got money in Robinhood. I mean, Derek's a fascinating guy. Like I said, I, I I've been able to work with a lot of startup companies. <laughs> Uh, you know, he's, he's didn't do any uh, formal after high school education, but he knows more about eBay than a lot of people. He's made a lot of money. Sure. Um, I got to teach my own um, accounting entrepreneur class at our local university. And Derek came in and, and he got to guest speak. And, you know, there's kids that are ready to graduate. You know, the quote unquote, I'm smart. I have a degree that are looking <laughs> at him Oh my gosh, this guy knows what he's talking about. So my, my only day of college, I was I was the uh, the teacher. Is that what professor? Whatever you want to use it. That's perfect. That's, but that well, that, that shows you right. Like I mean, a formal education is great. You know, like if you're going to use it, and there's a lot of other ways to educate yourself, and there's a, a lot more effective ways of educating yourself. Yeah. Like I learned so much more after I got out of college that first year of my job than I learned all of my education you know what i mean yep. it's just it's just one of those things that sometimes you you know just experiencing oftentimes just yeah. experiencing it you're gonna learn and you know figure out what works for you better well awesome bill like i said i you know for those of you who don't know or you we're getting here we'll put a link on our thing it's it's collect football with with a foodie like like the actual I, football where 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 else bill because you're you're uh Fantasy football guy. Uh, let's my not get all into that. My man. team's like three and six right now. I'm, I'm having a horrible season. Um, I won. I won last year. That was my claim to fame. Adam doesn't want to hear about it. But but besides <laughs> that, you got podcasts. You got YouTube channels all over the place. Where can where can our people find you? Yeah. Um, first off, thank you so much for having me, guys. This was fun. I I love talking uh, talking shop. So this was pretty cool. And um, you know, thanks for inviting me. Um, Collect football. Um, you just uh, go to the YouTube, search Collect Football, F-U-T-B-O-L, and um, you know my YouTube page should pop up. Um, you can find me on Instagram under the same name, uh, Twitter, same name. 
that's pretty much it. You can find links there. Uh, so and feel free to shoot me any questions. I love answering the questions. This is truly a passion of mine. And, you know, if you want to say I'm an idiot, that's cool, too. I, you know, I take all <laughs> criticism. So. Well, you're yeah. going to answer my question because I did the same thing with, with uh, football cards. I figure, and I'm going to, you know, reveal my strategy. I'm pulling it back. As soon as the draft happened, I just bought Jordan Love's. I bought Justin Herbert's. I bought Tua, and I bought Joe Burrow, and I even bought some Jalen Hurts. Like I didn't know anything where they're going to build up, but I figured quarterbacks are where all the money is. So that's what I did. Tell me how is that a good move, bad move? What What do you think? So you did this after the draft? I, as soon as the draft, well, as soon as you know, I knew before the draft I was buying cards. But then okay. as soon as the draft happens, I was buying. You know, the, the even the, the college cards, because obviously the NFL yeah. cards hadn't come out. But, I mean, I was buying Justin Herbert's, and I feel really good about that right now. <laughs> sure. Um, yeah, I think that's a great idea. I mean, it's it's like every year there's quarterbacks that we, we don't even – we don't know when they're getting drafted, right? Like Daniel Jones, everybody thought he was going to get drafted uh, later than he did. And, you know, he actually performed pretty well as a rookie, and you probably could have flipped his stuff for, you know, a profit there. Um, so I think that's a great idea, especially – and even now buying some of those backup quarterbacks that right now is a good time because they haven't played yet and people are probably a little disappointed. Um, you know, you can buy some loves and, uh, you know, uh, what's the kid from uh, an indie? Uh, Jacob Eason and, you know, different yeah, guys like that. Um, yep. You know, I think that those are pretty decent buys right now. And it's just, again, it's, you know, sit and wait and see what happens. Well, I appreciate it, Bill. I'll throw out one more. Our guy here locally, it's it's kind of both our team. Zach Wilson, you know, I'm just throwing it out there. He, he could be big. I mean, wait, there's a lot of people drinking the blue Kool-Aid here, especially Derek. He's he's almost on board. <laughs> I, I see him drinking out of the uh, um, yeah, out of the Utes, uh, hot, hot tip: if you want to throw some money away, wait for the XFL card to come out or something. But I, I'm not buying that one. I'll, I'll look into that. Uh, I, I honestly don't. I've I've not paid much attention this year to uh, college football. It's, um, uh, but I, I will definitely check check them out, and uh, I'll I'll let you guys know who's right. <laughs> right, there we go. I mean, it's always the backup quarterback's always the most popular guy on the team, anyway. Always. Right? That's every every town. That's the case. Yeah. Well, I appreciate it, Bill. And I don't know. I mean, do, do you know our mantra? Do you know what the two things in life are certain? Death and taxes. Death piles and taxes. Oh, damn. Sorry, guys. <laughs> hey, thanks, Bill. Appreciate it. Yeah. Thanks, guys. Oh, but-